myself out. I am afraid of I'm terrified and paralyzed by I am deathly afraid of Welcome to the Sum of All Fears podcast with your host, me, Ryan Perio. Hello and welcome to the Sum of All Fears podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Perio. This week starts my first episode in a bunch of live episodes that I recorded at the Pedicolis Brewery at the Arts and Hops Show. It was a fantastic weekend. I was able to record a bunch of interviews while I was there, so we'll have quite a few of these. I'll try to sprinkle them in with my regular episodes that I've also recorded. We had a really great time at Pedicolis Brewery. Thanks to Oscar for the audio that allowed me to project across the room. I have my own PA system now, so... Next time, I will be more prepared. Um, was a great time. We had a lot of fun. Uh, this is my first interview. I was the person at the booth next to me. Uh, she was peddling her wares, uh, as we like to call it, the biz. She, she's an author and her own publisher named Jacqueline Smith. Uh, she goes by Jackie. We had a great time conversation. It was a very, very fun, uh, very off-the-cuff interviews with a lot of people. Uh, it was imagine my surprise when her name was on my list on Saturday morning, and on her list, next to her name, was her fear, which happened to be sunken ships. So it was a very interesting fear. So let's get into my interview. My fr- uh, Correction, my first live interview with author Jacqueline Smith. All right, guys, we are here at the Art and Hops Festival here at Pedicolis Brewery with a lot of artists, authors, musicians. We got everything. We got tacos. We got food. Everything you need down here at Pedicolis Brewery. I'm happy to be here. We're doing the Sum of All Fears podcast. We got people walking in and out, people looking at art all around. Thanks to Sarah Rose Salih, guest number 30 on my podcast, who invited me to do this with her. She's got, check out her display. She has one of her clowns in, because we talk about her fear of clowns, and she has a clown painting in her display. So find the clown, ladies and gentlemen. So my name's Ryan Perry. I'm a comedian here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I also do this podcast where I talk about people's fears. So I'm going to be interviewing various artists and people here at the show. My first guest is actually just to my right. Her display is a bevy of books. She's taking off her mask. and. Do you want me to say something? Can y'all hear? All right. How about now? Hello. How are y'all doing? Can you hear? Testing, testing. I can hear you. <laughs> okay. So, Jack, Jackie Smith. How are you doing today? I'm great. I have something of a fear of public speaking, so but that's not the fear that I put on my list on the list for this. So. Well, we can definitely have you back for more episodes where you can talk about public speaking. So I'm glad you're conquering that fear today to be my first guest. Now you're an author, and you have a bevy of books here to my right, just stacked neatly, organized. You've done this before. Like you have 
this setup for an art show? Yep, I've been doing this, well, I've been published since 2013, but I've been doing shows like this probably about six years now. So I've got my setup down to an art. <laughs> you do. You've got flowers in vases. Like you have, you have, if, you, if, if you're not a romance novelist, you have the setup to be a romance novelist. You have look like candlelight. You've got flowers. You have everything you need. You can sit down. Okay. I know you, in case you don't want to get too far from people coming to check out your books. Oh, no, it's not that. I was afraid of getting tangled up in the cord. Oh, that makes two of us. So <laughs> you are, we're both afraid of that. Like, this is my first setup, so you're my first guest. Thank you for doing this. Oh, absolutely. So what made you, what inspired you to get into writing? I've written for fun my entire life. And then when I was in college, I got a really bad upper respiratory infection. And I started reading a boatload of romance novels. And I don't know if it was the fever. I don't know if it was the antibiotics. But I found myself thinking, hey, I could do this. And I never looked back. So what romance novel did you read that you, that, that you feel like, was like, that made you feel like I can do this? It was called True Believer by Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> it I, had a lighthouse on the cover. Oh, of course. Every romance has a beacon. Yep. And I, I, I'm kind of obsessed with lighthouses. So I even took a pilgrimage after I wrote my first book to that lighthouse that was on the cover. It was uh, Cape Hatteras in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And I took my first book and I took a picture of it next to that lighthouse. So do you write romance or is that just I one? do. Okay. I, I throw a little bit of romance into every book. Even if it isn't the main genre, I throw a little bit of romance into all of my books just because it's fun. But I do have books that are strictly romance. Okay. So do, do you, are you inspired by like real life romance? Like is this things that kind of happen to you? Like maybe not to that degree, but maybe like... I can confidently say that none of my romance books have happened to me in real life. You know, I can always hope. But one of my romance books, say, is about a young lady in love with her best friend who just happens to be a member of the world's hottest boy band. I do not know. Well, okay, that's not true. I know some boys who are musicians, and they're wonderful. <laughs> um, but as far as Harry Styles goes, no, I've never met Harry Styles. So is that what inspired the boy band book, was Harry Styles? Oh, yeah, 100%. That's awesome, though. But, I mean, you can take that yourself in that situation and then write pages upon pages about how you would go in your mind. And not, not even to the point where you win, but obstacles that you might face. Like, okay, what are the real obstacles of me dating Harry Styles? It's true. I literally tell people that, like, boy band is One Direction fan fiction. But it, there are some instances that, like, were inspired by people I know or events that happened and a lot of it's inspired also by what you see in our culture today with social media and with all the social things that like go with the gossips yeah with all the gossip with all the rumors with all the harassment sometimes that happens online and I know this kind of just took a serious turn but it's true it's true there's so many more avenues for so much, so many kinds of interaction, both good and bad, thanks to social media nowadays. But that's awesome. I, I, it's a fascinating idea to write about, like fan fiction of being, because I mean, I will tell you that's ninety nine percent of 
any woman's fantasy at some point in her life was that there is a boy band that she had a thing for, like one person in the boy band, and that the, he would be on stage, see her in the crowd, and be like, you. As someone who grew up in the 90s, I cannot deny this. <laughs> Everybody has it. Like, There's one of my friends, Carrie Smith, she's a comedian. She talks mm-hmm. about like AJ from Backstreet Boys and stuff like that. And so... Yeah. Oh she, yeah. Like she 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 lives out the fantasy of being old like and married to AJ now still like even now. Oh, I get that. My sister and I actually went to see the Backstreet Boys before the uh, the pandemic happened. They were our last concert that we went to see. We love going to see concerts, which is probably why I write about so many bands. But um yeah, there were still ladies like in their 40s throwing their bras on stage at these guys. Well, they're in their 40s, too, to be fair. Yeah, to be fair, yeah, but they, they've still got it. They are still amazing. They put on a great show, and they can still dance so much better than I ever will be able to. I disagree. I oh, feel no. like if oh. you could do some training, I feel like you could do the dancing. Maybe with a, a lot of training. Oh. So what has been like? What has been the book that's probably been the most challenging for you to write? That would definitely be Trashy's suspense novel, which is okay. So you asked me if I had romance novel, right? Mm-hmm. I do, and it's literally called Trashy Romance Novel, and that's because people always told me that if I wanted to make money, I would write a trashy romance novel. So I said, challenge accepted. I'm gonna do it, uh, and I had so much fun writing it that I decided, okay, I really like suspense. I'm gonna write a trashy suspense novel. They're not connected in any way except for the titles. Um, but that one was way outside of my comfort zone because I'm a very lighthearted person. I like, I like to think I'm funny. I mean, if, I, if you were to ask me what my favorite thing about myself is, I'd like to say that I think I'm hilarious. Um, but since it was more of a serious, more of a, you know, I've got to actually make this kind of chilling. I've got to make you wonder what is happening with this with this small town Mm -hmm. is there actually a monster running around in the woods is there something more sinister going on that was a huge challenge for me but I really ended up loving it yeah because as a comic I get that too like there's Mm -hmm. times where I push my boundaries as a comedian to like you know what I'm gonna do I'm not gonna do my normal route like I guess what I would call routine which is just in the same order I'm gonna shake things up and just go left turn right here and you all of a sudden you're it's inspiring because now you're flying without a net. Like all of a sudden, things you have new—I got almost a new pathway of thought mm-hmm. and things that come to you. So that's—it's really cool. Do publisher like as you're saying you're published? Does your publisher like specify things that she wishes you would write about? Like, do they kind of direct you? Like, hey, we want some more romance from you, Jackie. I actually am my own publisher. I started up my own publishing company in 2013. My dad helped me a lot. He's the big business brain of our family. And uh, my sister and I are the two uh, whimsical artists. I'm the writer. She's the singer. Um, So there are a lot of challenges when it comes to independent publishing. Like I had to learn how to do my own covers. I had to learn formatting. Marketing is such a challenge um, but it also comes with a lot of freedoms like being able to write what I want to write being able to set my own deadlines and maintaining the rights to all of my own work so I own 100% of everything that I write that's awesome and that's a that's a very great way to look at it as some as an artist and stuff like that because a lot of people don't realize that when they get into it like how much of it you could possibly lose in just talking or getting a deal done for the money. And we have a customer here looking, checking out your... Hello. 
If you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask. And if you would like to take a bookmark or a button, they are free. And please feel free to pick up the books, browse, read through them. So, oh, is your sister, since she's a singer, does she play a role in any of your books? Oh, yes. She is my alpha reader. Every uh, author has beta readers who will read the book and say, this works, this doesn't. Every author has editors who you know, go through, correct, say, hey, maybe you should rethink this paragraph mm -hmm. right here. My sister is the one who goes through, reads everything, and goes, this is embarrassing, don't publish it. Or, hey, this is great, <laughs> it works. But uh, she always tells me, I don't want to be related to someone who writes crappy books, so they wow. better be good. And I trust her to be honest do you, with me. Do you say that to her before she sings? Like, I don't want to be related to a sister <laughs> that's going to not hit a note. No, she's an, good luck. She is an incredible singer, and I've never had to worry about that. I think, I'm the older sister, so I embarrass her way more than she embarrasses me. Oh, okay, so how, give us an example of that. Oh, gosh, now I'm on the spot. Let me think. Uh, okay, we'll come back to it. We'll come back. come back to it. <laughs> I know I have a million stories, and I literally cannot think of one right now at all. Does she, does she, is she a character in any of your books? Like, is she like an actor? She's actually my cover model for Trashy Romance Novel. Okay. That is her on the cover. Uh, but you've never written about her, like, as a person in your books, like, as a person, like, a main character or supporting? I mean, she... There is a character in one of my books that has her phobia, her strange phobia, trypophobia. Okay. So I don't, I never say that I base any characters 100% off of me or off of someone I know, but I'll throw in tiny characteristics here and there of okay. certain character or of certain people or of, like, I feel like I pour a little bit of myself into each character. Yeah. Um, but no, I wouldn't 100% say that any character is 100% anyone. Okay. And that's, uh, I, I would say, you know, that's a, that's a great way to do it because that way they can't just read it and be like, bitch, oh, like, how dare yeah. you? <laughs> how dare you? I did have, there is one stress dream that I once had that I wrote into one of the books and the person who I had the stress dream about read it and she reached out to me and was like, hey, this book is great. And I was like, ooh, I'm really glad you didn't catch that. <laughs> I didn't expect her to read it. So you mentioned your sister sphere. We're going to talk about yours because this is what this podcast is based on. Yep. And so we're going to talk about your fear of sunken ships because this, there's a story here. It's and because Dallas, Texas is not really a marine town of any kind. Sadly. So I feel like sunken ships has got to come from somewhere. So. Tell me about sunk, being afraid of sunken ships. I truly don't know where it comes from. All I know is that Titanic came out when I was 10 years old, and my mom wanted to watch it, so naturally she rented it from Blockbuster. She sat me down with her, and the opening scene where they're down there with that shipwreck, I just... I, I can't even describe how it made me feel. I was terrified. The room just got really quiet, y'all. Keep talking. Yeah, because everybody wants to <laughs> hear more about the fact that you're afraid... The world just stopped I, when you said, I'm afraid of sunken ships. I am. And uh, it's, it's sort of a claustrophobia. That's the only way I can really describe okay. it, is I feel trapped down there with the shipwreck. And I've actually Googled it, which is hard to do. So it has a, it has a name. It's called submechanophobia, okay. which is basically you know anything that is man-made submerged. But for me, it's strictly like... I mean, actually, I guess that's not true. I mean, submarines kind of freak me out. I don't think I could yeah. ever ride in a submarine, but it's just like if there's a, an airplane down there or a car or okay. a shipwreck, 
I just can't look at it. I, it makes it hard to breathe. It's, it's the weirdest experience, and I can't explain it at all. But the weird part is my uncle has the same fear. I didn't know this. So it's hereditary. Apparently. I don't know. Maybe we both died on the Titanic in a previous life. Who knows? (laughs) But I get that, too. Like, it is, it's a helpless feeling. It's a feeling of you're powerless because you're in the middle of the ocean. Even if you are able to not be trapped in the boat, you're still miles from everybody. And the thing is, I love to swim. I love sea life. I love marine mammals. I want to live by the beach. I want to learn to snorkel. I mean, just... I love the ocean. It's just seeing those wrecks that mm-hmm. are supposed to be floating or flying. It's just, it's the weirdest feeling. Okay. So how does that affect you on cruises? Do you... I've never been on a cruise, but I, I have been on like dolphin watching cruises and I love them. They're fun. And I have, I feel like, you know, if it, I'm not afraid of being on a ship that is actively sinking. Mm-hmm. Like, because I feel like I can swim. I'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> there are lifeboats. I'll be fine. It's the idea of being trapped down there with mm-hmm. it. It's, I mean, I'll see them in my nightmares. It's mm-hmm. terrifying. That's ama- it's amazing you've had nightmares of sinking. Oh, not sinking. No, just seeing. Undersea. Like, just- one of the weirdest dreams I have, I'll be walking through a hall and there will be these glass walls and I'll look out the glass wall and it turns out we're at the bottom of the ocean and there's like the Titanic right there. Oh my gosh, the most terrifying. I mean, I force myself to wake up when I have those dreams. So you have dreamed of seeing the ti- being down with the Titanic. Oh, yeah. Like on a tour. Which yeah. I could see totally as somebody doing. Like, I could see somebody making, like, an underwater tour where they could make an undersea tunnel where you could walk. You could not pay me enough. So do you, do you think it's just being submerged? Like, if you were in a pool and somebody, like, pushed your head down? Oh, I mean, like I grew sharks up. sharks and minnows? I and, grew up with a pool. I don't mind being underwater. I okay. love... It's, it's, that's what's so weird. I love being underwater. I... I feel like I missed my calling and should have been a professional mermaid. Uh, I, I love it. But it's Is just that your like, next novel? Oh, please. <laughs> I, I do have like an ocean-themed novel. In the, Well, what's funny is I'm working on a young adult novel right now, and I actually haven't publicly announced the name yet, but it's called Shipwreck Girl, and that's based on a song in the book. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't know what I'm doing because I won't be able to Google my own book. <laughs> because, you know, the first thing, the first thing that's going to pop up is like a creepy shipwreck. <laughs> 19, the Titanic movie. Oh, man. And that's what I tell people. It's actually like a combination of Titanic and the song Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne. <laughs> you could say that or maybe, you know, cast a cast away girl. Or yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's the weirdest phobia. I can't explain it. I'll go to, like, my sister and I have been to the Titanic Artifacts Museum okay. in uh, Las For Vegas. For someone that's afraid of this, you have Ex- done a lot of... Well, that's because I find it fascinating. I love Titanic. It's like my favorite movie. I just can't watch the underwater parts. <laughs> Um, but so, I'll, you know, my sister and I, we went, to the, uh, we went to the Artifacts Museum. And, you know, the first couple rooms, they're not anything scary. But you get to that last section of it, and it is just all about the wreck. I had to close my eyes. My sister took my hand and led me through that room because I couldn't even look. I could still see it out of my peripheral vision. So what about scuba? Heck no. No, no, no. You will not get me in. To- I would love to go snorkeling, you know, not <laughs> too surface. deep. Okay. Where the water is still very clear, but I feel like scuba diving, I'd feel confined. Uh, a lot of scuba involves, I know, diving shipwrecks, and even the training involves like going out into open water. And I'm just. I not feel about you could that. write a romance novel about scuba and just literally paint your dream man pulling you, like con- helping you conquer your fear. 
Oh, I don't. I see. I watched this movie. Okay. And it was called. What was it? It was like a Lifetime. It was based on an actual murder too, where <laughs> uh, where a man and a woman got married. He had her up her life insurance, like I don't know how much. Then they went to Australia. He forced her to go scuba diving when she said she didn't want to, and she drowned. So, and that was a true story. I don't, it was Fool like me once, deadly lifetime. honeymoon or something. So no, no, I know you tried, but yeah. all I'm gonna well, didn't think- have to be. It didn't have to get that far, but I just was like, <laughs> I was like, what a great because you're you've done so much research on it. I was like, what a great novel that you or at least novel idea that I would not trust any man who tried to force me to go scuba diving. He's not forcing you. He's mm. he is opening his heart and his scuba gear <laughs> to you. He is, he is just, he's just, oh, he's just trying to bring down those walls. If he wants to take me snorkeling on the Great Barrier Reef, then, okay. then, yes, that is true love. If he wants to force me to go scuba diving, like, around a shipwreck, mm-mm. So how far underwater can you get before the panic sets in? Is it just the idea that you're so, not in control of going back up, or? So I can actually make it pretty deep. I was actually a waterfront lifeguard for three summers, and I could make it down to, like, 15 feet, but then my ears started to, like, mm-hmm. hurt because I don't know how to relieve the pressure. Yeah, I'm, I'm used to be able to go under deep underwater mm. and I'm like, okay, this is not for me. And and, well, see, I feel like if I wasn't like, I feel like in the scuba gear that would feel restrictive and that would mm-hmm. freak me out. If I'm just in a normal bathing suit and I don't mind deep water as long as it's clear. But yeah. if you take, say you're finding Nemo though, you take me out to the drop off, I'm not going any farther. Okay, so you're, you're not going past the reef. No, like no, I'm okay. staying with Marlin. Okay. Good call. So what about dark water? Like, are you, are you afraid mm. of dark water? Oh, too? I'm not here for dark water. Nope. Okay. Not a so fan. no night swimming? No. Actually, okay, I love night swimming. Again, if it's shallow and if there's plenty of light illuminating the water, I like that. But, like, Free Willy is one of my favorite movies, right? But it freaks me out when Jesse's, it, it's nighttime, he's in there, and, you know, Keiko comes swimming up, and it's all dark. That that freaks me out. <laughs> okay. I like that you're all you have for someone who's afraid of underwater stuff. You have so much nautical that you like. Like it's such- Well, and that's the thing. I'm not like it, it, it's a love fear thing cuz I love whales. I love dolphins. They're my favorite animals in the world. I dream about, you know, sco- or snorkeling at the Great Barrier Reef and I love the little mermaid. I love H2O just out of water. I love the ocean. It's just when you get those shipwrecks and it gets dark and deep that not here for it okay <laughs> so a lot of contradictions yes you are it, that, <laughs> that's part of being a romance that's what makes you a great novelist is that you can actually be a contradiction because you have to be able to write otherwise what are you writing if there's no no i would say what's i can't think of the word suspense true or conflict that's the word i'm looking yes, for you have yes. to have a conflict and if you don't you can't take both sides of it, then you have, you're only writing one half of a book. I like to think I'm a well-rounded character. Okay. You, you definitely, <laughs> again, you have, how many different books have you published at this point? 13. 13. 14 if you count a, a book of poetry that my friend wrote and that I contributed photography to. Okay. So that's 14. I, m- I noticed you sent, mentioned earlier you're not a poetry writer per se. Oh, I can't write poetry. No. What do you feel like keeps you from writing poetry? I think there's a lot of like pressure. With prose, it's, you know, it's easy because I'll just write the way that people talk. And I'm... I like to listen. I love dialogue. I love listening to people talk. I love, 
you know, how you can pick up a personality through dialogue. But with poetry, it almost, you have to suspend, like, the, the casual, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to, not, now my fear of public speaking is coming in because I don't know how to phrase this. Take your time. I don't know. There are, don't seem to be very many rules with prose, and I feel like there are a lot of rules with poetry. Okay. That if you want to make it good, you've got to follow. I'm not sure anybody, poetry fans out here, agree, disagree. Keem doesn't know. Keem's a comic from... Oh, hello. But, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I can definitely see that because I feel like, for me, poetry is a moment. Mm-hmm. With prose, like you said, you can, you can come back to it. I can... You know, I have a whole paragraph. I can come back to this description. If I, in poetry, you've got to get it within, like, lines. Exactly. And I know a lot of writers, myself included, have a lot of trouble with, like, blurbs or mm-hmm. with the uh, synopses on the backs of books. And I think it's because we're all just, like, used to writing thousands and thousands of words. Like, we're yeah. used to being able to be as wordy as we like and then to try and fit an 80,000 word novel into a hundred words on the back. It's so hard. And that's the same with poetry. It's like, okay, I've got to, got to convey what I want to with a limited amount of words. And I know not all poetry is like that. I know there are several different kinds of poetry and there is some that is, you know, just free verse and no rules. But then, you know, I took a poetry class in grad school and I'm thinking of all the different kinds of poetry I learned. And it it was, it's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. So, Jacqueline, I appreciate you doing this. this you, for someone who's afraid of public speaking, I... Yeah, you, there's no, there has been no real pause or any kind of where you've just, you've, you've pushed on through, like, no problem whatsoever. Thank you so much. Where can people find you on social media who may not be here in person but do want to check out your books and everything else? You can find me on Instagram, on Facebook, and unfortunately all of my handles are different for every single social media that I have. But if you go to my website, which is windtrailpublishing.com, uh, you can find all of my social medias there. So what, what inspired you to come up with that publishing company name? I like to hike, okay. and I like wind. So you I thought, like wind? Okay. I do. I like the wind. So I thought, oh, that sounds free and kind of bohemian, so I'll take mm-hmm. that. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Check out Jacqueline Smith and all her wonderful books. Thanks again. Round of applause, everybody that is here. Thank you so much. So that was Jacqueline. That was an amazing start to a live show. To have that specific of a fear and have done that much research on it. I felt like I was the guest almost. Like she was just giving me all this information on her fear of sunken ships in the wreckage. And it was such a fascinating conversation. Thanks again to Jacqueline. I think you did a great job as the first guest so that other people that were there understood what the process was. And so you did a great job. It's a fantastic interview. One of couldn't ask for a better live interview than that. And it was amazing. Thanks again to Sarah Salee, guest from episode 30 with her fear of clowns for inviting me to be on such a show and for Oscar Nash again for providing the loudspeaker that I could speak into while also recording my podcast so that people around us could hear what was going on. It was a real fun time. 
Again, I'm more prepared. I went to Guitar Center over Memorial Day weekend and got me a PA system so that I can set up my sound without having to interfere with somebody else's time. It was very it's very polite and gracious. His episode will be coming up in the coming weeks as well, probably sometime in July. Uh, thanks to Travis Wright for also providing me guidance, and I'm a fan of Pod. I did an interview with him, I believe, last Sunday, which turned out to be an amazing time. We had a great three-hour conversation. Probably not all going to be on the podcast, but the majority of it will. So check out I'm a Fan Of. I was also on the Basement Manifesto not too long ago. Check out their podcast. We record that live at Hyenas in Fort Worth every Thursday. Guys, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. It's been a great time. I'm very excited. I've got a bunch of live interviews. i got some regular interviews, so I might try to do two live, then one regular as a formula going forward till I get all the live ones out. Unless I record another live one in a month or two, in which case then we'll just keep sprinkling them in in that formula. Thanks again to Jacqueline Smith and to everyone. Uh, if you like what you hear, follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a review. The more reviews I have, the more I, I guess, move up in the rankings. I don't know what ranking I should even be in. And so that's how professional this podcast has ran. Um, other than that, I've got some shows coming up in June here. In a couple weeks, I'll be featuring for Matt Sadler, which will be a great weekend in Fort Worth with episode 31 guest Zach Arredondo hosting. Also, I'll be headlining Hyenas in Fort Worth at the beginning of July. So come check that out. I'll be headlining in Hyenas Dallas, January or July 1st. Also, that next weekend, I'll be in Little Rock, Arkansas, featuring for the very funny Andy Woodhull. And then later on in July, I'll be featuring for Kevin Bozeman in Tulsa. And at the beginning of August, I'll be with Jake Johan in Wichita. So come out. If you're out of the state of Texas, I'd love to meet you. I'd love to hang out and maybe we'll record some podcasts while I'm out on the road. Thanks again for listening to the Sum of All Fears podcast. And now some thank yous for the folks that make this show possible. Thanks to Barry Whitewater for my art and graphics. You can follow him on Instagram at bwhiteh2o. Get it? H2O like water. You can also follow him on Facebook Music. A huge thank you to Gunnar Olson for the wonderful music provided for this podcast. You can follow him on Instagram at gunbuns, that's G-U-N-B-U-N-S, as well as his website, gunnarolson.net. Check out some of the samples that he has recorded. They're amazing. He's an amazing percussionist. If you want to follow the show, we've got a Facebook group, Some of All Fears. Instagram, Twitter, you can find us at Some Fear Fans. If you have some feedback for the show, email me at somefearfans, S-O-M-E-F-E-A-R-F-A-N-S at gmail.com. I'll be happy to, to take those into consideration. Also, if you'd like to be a guest, email me at somefearfans at gmail.com. We can try to iron out some details and get that settled in. You know, give us some feedback. If 
on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, leave a review. It makes the show bigger, and it's not going anywhere. I'm going to record as many shows as I possibly can. If you want to follow me on social media, I am at Ryan Perio. It's R-Y-A-N-P-E-R-R-I-O on all social media platforms. You can follow me there, and you can check me out at ryanperio.com, my website. I'll try to list upcoming shows there as well. It's been kind of spotty because as soon as I set it up, that's when the pandemic happened, and everything's kind of just in a, in a holding pattern. Thanks again for listening to the Sum of All Fears podcast. Next week, we'll have another guest with another fear. Thanks for listening.